Hi, friends, and welcome back to our podcast, Healing the Broken Marriage. I'm your host, Alicia. And I'm Brian. And we just want to say how thankful we are to have you guys along on this journey with us. We're so excited. And we have a really, really great topic that we want to talk to you guys about today. But first, we want to make sure that you go check out our website, makingbeautywiththeashes.com. Lots of information there, um, articles we've written, past podcasts, even how you can connect with us. So moving into today's episode, kind of really derived from a conversation that I had with a friend recently. And so I thought it it was just so profound and so heartwarming. And I just thought so many people can really relate with the conversation that I was having with her. And so I thought, why not? Why not have it on our podcast? So I know that we all go through hard seasons. We all go through times where we do things we hurt people. We might even go through extended seasons where we hurt people for a very, very long time. And we become somebody that we don't even like ourselves. I mean, can anybody relate (laughs) to, to what I'm just saying? You know, we, we all do this. We all go through times in our lives like this. And so, but what I want to talk to you about today is the conversion. And what I mean by that is when you accept Jesus in your heart and he changes you from the inside out. And it's so important that you hear he changes you from the inside out, which means you might still look the same on the outside. For quite a while. Um, And so when you accept Jesus into your life, he comes into your heart and he starts this process of cleaning you out. He washes you from the inside out. And so, but in that process, you know, here you are, all of a sudden you were dead. Now you're alive. All of a sudden, you're awake. You know, you were asleep. Now you're awake. But now you're looking at the aftermath, right? You're looking at the old person that you used to be, which can be a hard place. And so that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you guys about today is when you have been in that place you know, you've accepted Jesus into your heart. He's washing you clean. He's changing your life. You're changing your life in partnership with Jesus, but yet you've made a mess in the past. And so as you're changing, maybe the people around you, they don't believe it. They don't believe it, right? They don't believe you've changed. And I know, like, just pulling from our own history, that was a thing with us. You know, Brian had, you had your encounter with Jesus. He just changed your heart. He started to clean you up inside. But me and the kids were like, 
uh, nope. <laughs> so I really kind of wanted you to talk about that portion because I think that people can get stuck in that place where you're changed. You know, you're changed. You know, you're not the same. And you just, you're like, why can't everyone around me see it? And it's because they can't see it yet. All they know is what they know. And so what I want you to talk about is like, how could you encourage someone who is in that place? They're changed. They know it. They know they're never going back to that old person again. They know deep down that person died and they're moving forward. But everyone around them can only see the person that hurt them or can only see the person that stole from them or violated them or whatever. What can you say to someone who's maybe in that place right now? Well, I think for me and I think for most people, the key is just to die into yourself first off. Right. And, you know, for me, I mean, that's. You were in that place. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you just mentally, mentally feel like you've lost everything, you know, and then you're just, you're starting over from scratch. Cause I mean, it's like when you hit, when you literally hit rock bottom, I mean, you know, we had, you and me both had plans for suicide. I attempted it and it didn't happen. Um, you know, that was rock bottom. And of course, once, once suicide failed, I realized, okay, there's something God's got a bigger plan here. So I was just kind of like, I was all in at that point with him. And, uh, but, you know, I had to die on myself first. And you just get to a point where you realize there might not be anybody in your corner when it's all said and done. And uh, that's where I was at. It was like I didn't. But then, you know, when you die to yourself, you don't really, I feel like you don't even really worry about that. You don't worry about who's in your corner other than God. Right. And uh, But what if it's like, so say, because you will, exactly like what you said, there's going to be people that are going to fall away and you'll never reconnect with them. And, and in a lot of ways, sometimes that, ha- that does have to happen. But what if it's like, what if it's like family? You know, because. So, yeah, so I mean, I know that's, that. yeah, I mean, that's definitely a harder situation. But like I said, I think when you die to yourself and you're, you're, you're in the process of cleaning yourself up it, it at that point, if you have a spiritual um, foundation, which just, at this point now yeah, you do, that's yeah, it's the beginning. But I think anybody that tries to clean themselves up is going to have to have some type of spiritual foundation with God in order for it to work a hundred percent in the end. But, um, I mean, for me, I knew it. I'd, I'd had people. I mean, there was, you know, there was friends and family both that just blatantly said, you know, we don't want nothing else to do with you. Um, there's people that said that they got back from third parties to me, said that, you know, they're going to distance themselves from me and not have nothing to do with me. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it did hurt. Um, it don't hurt now, I guess. But, you know, there's, and, and, you know, some of those have been rekindled. Some of them, you know, through going back and telling individuals, I'm sorry, or apologizing. 
some of those have been, you know, rekindled and mended and, you know, just like your own grandma, you know, she like, she was going to finance our divorce, you know, for you. But now, you know, it's like anytime around her, she hugs me and, you know, we talk and, yeah. and then there's others that haven't, you know, I've apologized and they still don't want nothing to do with me. But yeah. I think it just, it's one of those things where I think if you've tried and, you know, deep down inside, you know, you've changed, then that's just, it's, it's a personal thing with you and God, you know, God knows where you've come from and where you are now. And you know, and you can't prove it to anybody other than walking it out. Mm-hmm. And there might not be some that there might be some that no matter how much you walk in front of them, it could be sixty years later. Yeah, <laughs> there, there might be some that's just like, nope, we're not having nothing to do with you still. Right. And um, you just have to, you just have to let those go. You do. Right. It eat you up if it don't. And then, but that being said, there's been so many others that have come into my life since then and replaced those people. And, you know, I'm not saying, ha ha, you got replaced because that's, that's not my attitude, you know, but that's what God does though. Right. But he, sometimes he takes out certain people. And to be honest, there's some that I hated to, to see not want to rekindle the relationship. And some of them's actually went the direction I was living then. And I'm like, well, think about it now. Maybe that is, a good thing that that relationship it could have been handled. God's protection because there's been people who has influenced me in the past with their spiritual walk with God and how they live and they've encouraged me and now the roles flipped they're actually in the world and living for the world so I'm like you know maybe maybe God knows what he's doing mm-hmm. but uh but yeah it don't happen overnight either in no way like you were talking to the individual this morning it just, it's a process. And, um, you know, I guess so saying, um, if you're going to talk to talk, you better walk the walk. Right. It, it comes down to that. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. People's going to sit back and watch you and see what you really are and what you're made of before right. they're going to allow themselves back into your life. And some of them might, some of them might not. Yeah. But, you know, it's just, the, then again, like I said, it comes down to a, it comes down and not saying this out of selfishness because we should love every, you know, people around us. And I do, um, the people at church and, you know, our friends and family, I love them. You know, I tell them I love them. Um, you know, it's just, there's a deeper connection with God that you have to, you have to, uh, really put a spotlight on it's like no matter what's going on around you or no matter who is accepting you as who you are or who you aren't that that relationship between you and god is the most important thing and that alone will cause you to become a you know like a lighthouse for people and the ones who really want to see the truth will find the truth in you and they'll realize who you really are yeah I, I really like that because as I was talking to this person today, you know, they're just kind of sharing with me how a lot of what you were saying is just this, this journey, you know, they were kind of sharing with me some of their past and how, you know, before they, they met 
they found Jesus, they were just a very lying, deceptive, just hurtful person. And, but when they met Jesus, it was like a radical transformation, but it took years and years and years for the people around this person to even want to talk to them again. And they just kept walking their walk. They were like, I'm changed. I'm not a liar. I'm not a deceiver. I'm not a herder anymore. I'm not going to steal from you. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to do these things. And just by the, the faithfulness and the consistency and, you know, they even told me, they said there was a lot of really, you know, when these people started, when their family started coming around and talking to this person again, there was some, a lot of ugly things that were said to this person, you know, but they just took it. They just had to take it because they knew what they had done. And, um, but it opened up conversation because they were hurt. And so, but even though they were able to air their hurt, they were able to get it out, the frustration, but then it opened up a conversation. And now the Lord is just restoring, you know, where the enemy tried to just bring all of these, you know, these hurts and heartaches and just division you know, because that's what he does. He wants to divide and mm-hmm. split and kill and all of those things. But God wants to unify and restore and to build again. And I like what you were saying is that even though, you know, you're sitting here and you're walking this walk, you're changed. You are fully changed inside. You you still look the same on the outside. <laughs> You know, but the inside, it's like you're a new man, but people only see the same exterior. You know what I mean? Right. And they still treat you in that same manner. And so, but as you consistently, as you were saying, as you consistently walk the walk and talk the talk and you're being transformed and cleaned and washed by Jesus from the inside it starts pouring to the outside. And so you don't look like you used to, and then you don't walk like you used to anymore. People begin to see it, but it's, it's an inward transformation before it ever becomes an outward transformation. And I think that's why it takes family, friends, you know, extended relatives time to believe that there really is a change. And I just want to encourage you, like, if you're in this place that Brian was talking about and you're like, I am changed, but like (laughs) nobody around me believes me, what, what hope could you give someone who's like in that place right now? They're like, I'm a changed person, but I feel like I'm alone. What, what is a, what is like a tidbit of hope that you could give them right now? Well, you're never alone if you know oh, yeah. if you have if you have God in your life. And sometimes, if you don't have God in your life, I'll be honest with you, you probably do feel alone. And that's where a relationship with God is so important. And going back to the family thing, you know, the, a lot of times family is the one that shuns you the longest because they seen the details. Yeah, they seen things that other people didn't see. Um, so it does. It takes a while to to regain that trust from family, usually longer than than others um 
Well, and, sometimes, and I think and, even yeah, and, the deeper the hurt too, probably the longer it takes. Yeah. And naturally you're going to lose friends. Um, you know, it's just with me is when I, when I went out of the church, um, world into the worldly realm, I lost my church friends. And then of course, whenever I changed my life, I lost my, the bad thing is, is it's almost like you get hit twice. Right. If you're, if you grew up in church and you stray because you lose the church friends. And to be honest, some of those can be, seems like twice as ruthless as worldly friends. Unfortunately. They just don't. It's, it does. It's, it it's, it's sad. Like it shouldn't be that way, but it does. It's so you lose those church friends as you stray. And then when you, decide you're going to clean your life up and live right again and stay that way and stay on the, the righteous path. You lose your worldly friends most of the time because you don't have the same interest. So you lose them. So then you're back to your church friends and you're trying to regain. So, you know, it's like the thing about worldly friends is it's the devil makes everything easier in the world. He does because if you come back to worldly friends, they're like, oh, hey, where you been? You know, good to have you back. And it's sad to say, but when you come back into the church world, a lot of times they're not always happy to see you back. Are they looking for you to screw up yeah, again? They are. They got you. Uh, they got you under a microscope. And, you know, that's sad to say, but, you know, and I think that's where I find grace with a lot of times men come into situations and stuff in the church body or other churches and you know they feel ashamed and just to give them hope to that they can get out of those situations and find hope in a relationship with god yeah i love that because it's like you know like from what was done to you when you had your conversion and you're like i'm different and you came back into the church world and you were under a microscope it's like now you don't do that to other people. You're like, I'm not going to do what was done to me. I'm going to show you mercy and I'm going to look for the gold in you. And I'm going to believe in you and I'm going to root for you, which is exactly what Jesus does to us. You know, when we, when we turn our hearts back to God, he's not looking at us like, Oh, you know, like, waiting for us to mess up again. He is cheering us on and rooting us on. And like, like the prodigal, the, the prodigal son, right. the father could see him way, way, way off in the distance. And he started telling the whole household, you know, go kill the, go kill the fattened calf, get a party going. My son's coming home. He could see him in a distance and right. he was preparing for a huge celebration. He wasn't like, well, hold on. Let me make sure he's right. You know, or let's give it a month and then give it a see, month how it first goes. see how it goes. He saw just the faint, just the faint outline of him in the distance and was throwing his welcome home party. And that's how we should be to each other. When, Maybe we've taken a wrong turn and God reset our GPS and put us back on the right course. Throw a celebration like, welcome back. Man, we missed you so much. So glad to see you. Not like, 
how long are you going to be here this time, you know, brother? <laughs> you know, not like that. But I think what is so encouraging is that now you can take what you've walked through and flip it and say, I'm not going to do that to someone else. Right. I'm going to be that prodigal father the, or the father to the prodigal when I see somebody who's on their way back home. Right. And I'm going to cheer them on and say, you're going to make it. You're going to do it. You're going to get there. I already see you there. I already see you at the finish line. Right. There's, there's been so many, you know, and it, it is tough. Sometimes you get in situations, but when God showed you so much grace in your own um, situations, it's hard not to show other people grace. And, you know, I've, I've been in some situations where it's tough. You know, sometimes I like got to pray for individuals and stuff that they've brought on themselves. And, you know, it's just like, but, you know, I always say I'm going to continue to pray for them. And, you know, I'll pray for them in person, whatever we need to do, because God showed me that grace, you know, out of the lifestyle I came out of. So he's called me to do the very same. Yeah. And um, you can't worry about, you can't worry about what other people think about you. Exactly. If you have a relationship with God and you're, you're in the process of changing because you have to change your, you really have to change yourself and focus on yourself and forget about what they think or how they feel. Because right. if you know in your heart what you're doing is right and God knows what you're doing, then in time, the ones around you will, they'll figure it out. And it might take a long time. It might, you know, and some of them might not ever want to figure it out. Right. And that's just a, that's just a part of it. But God's going to he'll add to, he's going to take, yeah. If he takes something away, he'll add something back. That's always going to be better. It's, it's never going to be worse. Yeah. So if he takes a friend out of your life because they don't want to mend things with you or they don't want to, uh, He'll bring, come to you, terms he'll bring you a ride or die friend. Right. Come to terms of <laughs> that you've changed and he'll, uh, he's going to replace it with something better. And you know, he's really done that for you because there is one friend that really hurt you and really deserted you. And, but you know, God brought one to you and he's a ride or die. Right. This friend of yours he will, I mean, he will hunt you, Brian, if you, which you won't, but if you ever decided you're going to turn from God, he would run and find you. He would, <laughs> he would and, run all over the town hunting you And down. he'd also hunt anybody else down that says something bad against me. He would. So see what I mean? Your other friend that, that hurt you and that right. happened and that was unfortunate. He wasn't even that committed. <laughs> As, as this new one is. And so God brought this new one in your life that is like, it's, I mean, he's amazing, you guys. I'm not even kidding. He's the best of the best of the best friends that my husband has ever had. And I'm so thankful that he's in Brian's life. But we just, I really wanted to just tell you, we wanted to talk to you guys about this um, because sometimes when you change, you turn, you know, you were living in the world and you were hurting people and doing all these things. And then you change and you go the other direction and you're serving God. It takes a while for people around you to even believe you. And that's okay. Be consistent. 
it's just like the apostle Paul, you know, yeah. he had an encounter. Yeah, so true. And he changed, but people didn't immediately start seeing they they seen it, but they didn't believe it. Exactly. You know, people some people think all of a sudden things changed and the next day he was out, you know, sharing the gospel and everybody was loving on him. That wasn't the case. No. It took time. It, it took a lot yeah. of years. So and I'm sure there was even people then that didn't believe, you know, yeah. that chose to believe that he didn't change. But you know, it's it's a it's a process and um like I said, we don't nobody knows us better than ourselves. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're doing things and you're taking steps to change, you just have to let God muffle the voices around you. Yeah. Of you know disbelief and um, just let Him continue to work yeah. on you and change you. Yeah, and also know that you're not alone, because everyone that goes through this process of changing their life has to also go through the same process of gaining people, losing people regaining trust from people that's just everyone has to go through that process that you know that that hurts and wounds and injures people it's just it's just part of the thing Mm -hmm. so you're not alone in this and so but there is hope and you know the person i talked to today so much restoration is happening in our own lives so much restoration just be consistent show up as God is transforming you from the inside out, they will eventually begin to see it. They may not believe it right away. That's okay. They don't have to. <laughs> As you consistently be you, they will begin to see the Jesus that's in you. And then God will change everything. Right. It's his, it's up to him anyways. Yeah. And there's, there's our pastor, you know, you know, he had a past and, and a pretty rough lifestyle, but he's even said in sermons before that there's people that he used to work with in factories that seen him doing the things he did and living the way he lived. And some would even mock him when he did try to change his life. He, you know, he talks about he had a radical change encounter with God when he started, he started going, he went from you know, smoking pot on his lunch breaks to bring his Bible and people would make fun of him laughing. But he said those same people today, if they have a situation in their family, he's the one they reach out to for prayer. Right. So sometimes you might not, a lot of times people, they don't want to, they don't want to acknowledge you've changed, but they can see it. Yeah. And then sometimes they, they know it. They just don't want to say it because it's almost like they don't want to admit they were wrong. Right. That, that you and a lot of times those same people in a, in a situation where they really need somebody to help, they know you've changed. So they'll reach out to you in turn if they're struggling or they have an issue in their life. So you can't always read people's faces or, or how they treat you sometimes, but yeah, Absolutely. Well, we really hope you guys were encouraged by this episode. And if you're in that place that we're talking about and you are facing, you know, nobody believes that I've changed. You are not alone. Keep being consistent. Keep showing up. Keep showing the love of God. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep being you and everything and everyone will adjust. It just happens. (laughs) So... We just want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please like, share, rate, review. 
check out our website, makingbeautywiththeashes.com. And until next time, we we bless bless you. you.